0: The garbage truck moment was my decision. 4.50 in the morning, one Monday morning, I could hear the garbage truck and I sat,
1: bolt upright,
0: I can't do this anymore. How did I get to this point in my life, in my career where I hate what I do? Some people said, you and drugs, why would you leave a two decade career and a network? And my response was I'm wasting time doing anything other than my purpose. I stay in touch with a lot of people that I coach and I do, you know, monitor where they're going and it's just fantastic when people start to be clear about where they want to go, they're clear about their purpose and they're living that out. There's different interpretations of purpose around the world, so it's hard to get the stats on who is actually clear on their purpose for one and second, living it out. I I think it's under 5%
1: globally. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Hello, it's Andrew Mayne. Welcome to the second most downloaded episode of the Performance Intelligence Podcast for 2023, The Power of Living a Life on Purpose and How to Find It. It was a coaching corner. He's my purpose coach, Richard Burton. Welcome back
0: Maisie, good to see you. Although I'm not happy with that shirt, but uh, I'll look beyond that, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going.
1: So for those who are listening to this, rather than watching this on our YouTube channel, I've come from the mighty Manly Seagulls this morning. We've been embedding the mental skills. And Burdo, as I said to you off air, uh, every club, 17 NRL clubs at the moment are saying, yeah, the boys are doing a great job. There's a good energy around the boys. We're training really hard. Hardest off-season ever, you reckon, the 17 NRL. Uh, squads are collectively around Australia and New Zealand are saying, hey, we can't really influence that at the moment, or we can because mainly you are going to have a bumper year. But going back when we recorded this podcast, when we wrapped up, I looked at Wizard and I said, that's going to be a cracker. I could just tell the content, the discussion we had, the preparation you did that this was going to be a good podcast. Little did I know, but I, this was actually number one for multiple weeks you've been pipped in about the last month so if we went on number one weeks you are the number one podcast holding the number one but the weight of numbers we have to be honest around this it's come in as number two which is great lots and lots lots of downloads that's
0: absolutely fantastic the fact that um it resonated with people you know it was a really enjoyable process uh as you said at the time it's doing a podcast is something that really crystallizes your thinking and you know, it certainly did that. And um, the fact that it resonates or has resonated with people, uh, hopefully it's made a difference. You know, I'm, re- I'm really glad about that. And I'd like to thank my mum who uh, listened to it 48 times. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe influenced the results, I don't Your know.
1: Your mum, I think we've got to do a shout out and we'll make sure he listens to this. But brother-in-law, Matt, hello, Matt. I know he has shared it with his network as well. And I think he was a little bit surprised because, you know, when you know someone, you have that recency effect. You go, oh shit, my, actually my brother-in-law, I, I see him all these times at family functions. He actually knows his shit when you listen to someone at a different forum rather than around the dinner table so shout out to brother-in-law matt hey uh you, you mentioned something then the preparation and i did say that to you because we caught up and had a couple of coffees so for anyone who hasn't listened to this and there's a whole lot of new listeners burdo who haven't listened to you which is why we're doing the top five over summer you are my purpose coach and listen to the full episode after this uh, high level i was at kpmg getting paid more money than ever thought i would earn I wasn't miserable, but I wasn't flourishing. So you helped me articulate my purpose. Listen to the podcast for the rest of the story and you'll find out what an impatient loser of a client I was to start with. When I, I thought I'd meet with you on Tuesday, have my purpose on Thursday. But when we did preparation for this podcast, I pressed you to have clarity in your message and content. And I've got to say, you delivered. I've had so many people say, oh, your mate Birdo, interesting now everyone calls you Birdo just the process you went through, the frameworks you went through and the clarity you gave people, it really has resonated, mate.
0: Yeah, look, and I've reflected on what is it that's resonated and I've asked some people about it and uh, and a few things have come up. Firstly, you know, my story that I shared about the garbage truck moment, uh, that, you know, what I've heard from people is that you know, um, they've connected with it their own version of the garbage truck moment that they don't have, or well, they're lacking meaning and fulfillment in their career. You know, why is that? And so each person seems to have a version of that. Uh so that's good. The second uh thing that I've heard back is that I mean, we we all have careers. We're we're investing 45, 50 years plus uh in this thing uh called a career. So we're all challenged by that question, you know, what, what am I doing with my life? Am, am I making a difference? Am I contributing? So that, so I think that's part of the reason. Um, and the third, you know, I, I go through the, you know, you certainly challenged me on uh, the levels of career and as a um, model. Um, what i'm hearing is that that's a, been a reference point for people that they can you know get a reference for oh that's that's the level of career that i'm at and that's why i'm feeling a certain way that's why i'm loving this role or, or you know i didn't love the previous role so um yeah so there are there are a few reflections on you know what's resonated which is really good to hear
1: i'll add a fourth one from I, i've leverage this podcast for lots of teachings and I'll tell you what they are in a moment how I've utilized this with a whole bunch of people in different areas the sim has really resonated that we've, we've all got a sim card so your story I'm telling you your story right so just just sit there champ and nod along listen to me tell your version of your story uh but To jog your memory, or for anyone who's listening to this the first time, we all have strengths, we all have interests, we all have motivation. The way you unpack that and the analogy, it's like a mobile phone. It has a SIM card. It's unique to you. That's really helped people listening. and, and, And I've adapted. I always reference you. But when people are coming up with a purpose, it's their purpose, because I think they've often been influenced by our purpose is to influence shareholders and make the best of return for the bank. It's like, ah, that's not your purpose. That's the bank, the consulting firm, the telco. So that uniqueness around all of us having our personal sim, I know that's resonated with a lot of people.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. And, and it's a framework that hopefully helps. Um, and really, when it comes down to it, and I talk about a definition for purpose, and uh, you know you'll have to listen to the podcast to to hear that definition and hopefully it helps but it but it is a really about if we want to design our lives um to to have meaning and in, um in a, in a career we really need to understand our unique design um, and that's really the essence of when I actually understand my design how I've been built uniquely then that points directly to my purpose so.
1: and you're going to get all that in the rest of the podcast hey there's a an open loop two open loops I've got for you. One is coaching clients and other work, because I I dangled a carrot, didn't I? And I said, hey, Birdo, come on the podcast. It's gonna be good for your message. And I hope, because this was early in the days, I I do know now there's been a real bounce in a bunch of people that have come on the podcast. And that makes me really proud, because I love seeing people who invest the time come on, share a great message with our audience. It's nice to see that there's some return back. So you have been contacted by a bunch of people.
0: Yes, definitely, and and the thing about that is, and I've worked had the opportunity, and very thankful to you, Maisie, for it. With some people that came ready to work, and you know, and when I reflect on the learnings that I've had out of this year, again, it is that people that fully invest in coaching invest in that I'm open, uh, I'm going to question, I'm going to dig deep then they get transformation whatever that transformation is so the people that came looking for coaching were were really up for it and so yeah i had the privilege of working with just a couple of stories uh one executive who'd been in a toxic environment for 10 years and uh in doing the work on her sim um she worked out these are really important values for me these are motivators the things that really matter and we went through okay so which of these are being met and which are not met in the current environment they were all not met and so she she took that on board she left um two weeks later she'd come back and she said i've made made the decision to to resign i've left um which you know is fantastic for for her That she'd come to that decision um another person you know going through the sim and and articulating uh their purpose uh this this exec um had more confidence to go for senior positions and he started to craft his role in his organization to get more purpose um so starting to lead which is fantastic and another executive um, that came to me directly as a result of the podcast and and um, he knows you maisie he had left a high-paying job um, because of finding purpose, uncovering purpose, and he's had the courage to start a business that he's he'd been thinking of for a couple of years. Um, I know he- who
1: you're talking about. We'll have to make sure. We won't use his name. We don't have permission. I know exactly who you're talking about. Puts a little smile to my face to know that you had that connection and you've really helped him with is it confidence it's it's a map that gives you confidence right it's a a roadmap that gives you confidence to back yourself and do what you really feel like you're you're put on this planet to do
0: yeah and, and clarity brings confidence i i would say from working with these people it's certainly nothing new as a result of coaching like oh i can't imagine myself ever being designed this way with these strengths it's it's not that at all it's this has really made clear why I'm feeling certain ways and how I'm built, and that clarity has given me confidence to act. That clarity has given me the direction, um, which is what we talk about on the podcast, that it gives direction. Um, and it gives uh, a method for, you know, you're running through a decision. Should I go and do this? Should I craft my role in this way? Should I leave a toxic environment? Should I start a new business? The purpose um, gives you That decision, it actually, you run it through your purpose and and you talk about how that's happened for you and you run it through your purpose and, and the decision becomes clearer.
1: Well, I think there's a guy with a shiny head seeing you tomorrow at a similar time to what we're recording this to update his purpose for a few changes he's wanting to make next year. So I heard he's a high maintenance guy, that bloke. Good luck with him tomorrow.
0: Look, I'd welcome him into uh, the beautiful office that I have here in Clarence Street, but you're not allowed to wear that shirt. That's all I'll
1: say. <laughs> I tell you what, a podcast is for me, and I didn't—I had no idea about this when we started on this journey on podcasting. It's a wonderful coaching tool and it's a learning guide. There's three groups, who I've given this podcast to listen to, some of the CEOs and founders I work with uh, on executive performance programs, participants on that, and also a bunch of my athletes because it invariably pops up. And and you said this, the coach appears when the student is ready. And when I'm working with an athlete, when I'm working with a client on an executive program or a leadership program, or I'm working with a CEO or a founder, and the P word pops up, I'm like, do not go past go, do not get $200 until you talk to my purpose coach, Richard Burton. And I, I really do hold that. Get them to listen to the podcast and they come. And can I just say thank you to you and the methodology they then are ready for a much better conversation around purpose, because so many corporates incorrectly do think that the purpose is aligned with the company purpose. Now, when you align your personal purpose with a company purpose, massive things happen. So from my end, made a shout out to you to say thank you, because this is, is really moving forward with a lot of our clients as well. And I love hearing that you've got work from that. Hey, there's one question. How's it going?
0: Oh, look. Uh, the book. Oh, the book. Well, as you said, articulating or being challenged to articulate, and, and that's one thing that coaching does and podcasts do, you're articulating um, clarity. Like, do you actually have clarity? And so uh, going through the process with you and reflecting on, you know, wow, it seems to be resonating. And I was kind of surprised early. It's like people are passing on it on, it, on to people. And why is that? And um, And so I reflected a lot on that. And to be honest, the book, was going to go down a certain path and i woke up one morning and i got out my beep, uh, remark-
1: beep. was it the sound of a garbage truck again <laughs> It no, you- wasn't
0: actually and um it was you know uh but it was early um i'm an early riser and i started to write and it was just this this makes sense the levels of career that we talk about in the podcast that is the book whereas before it was actually going down quite a different path so um, giving people a reference point for their career, um, explaining that um, we're actually climbing a ladder in our career. And so the book is called Climbing the Ladder, um, and it's different to the ladder that most people think they're climbing. Um, and so there are levels in career and that we can all climb this ladder. And, uh, yeah, so that's what the book is about. So what have, what's happened? Um, much more clarity, real pinpoint clarity around it, um, i'm actually enjoying writing i mean i i'm i'm finding and still struggling i'd have to say with how do i actually write this i'm more of a jotter than a uh, you know writing all of that sort of thing so um perhaps we can you and i can talk uh, about that but um the ideas are crystallizing the structure uh the main components of the book uh it's You know you you said at the end of the podcast get out of your own way i'm still challenged by making enough time to do it so um but uh december january i'm looking forward to you know things quietening down january is um is completely off for me but i will be writing that's that's not really work so i'll be up early Yeah, writing, and um, thanks to you, I've got real clarity around it.
1: Well, the wizard is sick today. So we've got Shannon Frosty sitting in the wizard chair. Look very different to wizard. (laughs) Uh, Note, mental note on our... Whiteboard. I, I'm, I'm old school. Like Ange and the team at Strive Stronger, use Kanban and all these different boards and notice boards, you know, digital tools. I've got an old school whiteboard and I bloody love it. So on the whiteboard, we are putting 2024 interview with the author of *Climb the Ladder*, which is a, going to be a bestseller for sure, Richard Burton. So holding you to that one, mate. I love love seeing the evolution in you and your message. Uh, Big shout out again to the work you've done with me. Looking forward to catching up with you tomorrow. Now let's wrap and give everyone the opportunity to listen to the podcast we did on the power of living a life on purpose and how to find it with Richard Burton. When he was 37 years old with two young children and a third soon on the way, Richard Burton woke up at 5am to the sound of a garbage truck reversing. And in that very moment, he decided to walk away from a well-paid 17-year career as a senior executive in property funds management. His colleagues, friends, and family thought he was having an early midlife crisis. I'm really keen to hear what his wife thought as well. But Richard knew he had to follow that burning feeling deep inside of him that there was a better way a better way to live, and a much better way to help other people live, and to live on purpose. Tapping into what he had learned in the corporate world, and 15 years playing first grade cricket with the mighty Sydney Tigers, including four years as head coach, Richard launched InnerZone. He's now recognised as one of Australia's leading professional coaches, and he works with executives, athletes, and everyday people to take their career performance to new heights, InnerZone helps people to design or redesign their careers based on a method that helps uncover purpose. I've got him in the studio today and he's my coach, my purpose coach, because I remember back at KPMG, Birdo, I I didn't wake up to a garbage truck. That's a much more visual story. But I woke up to a feeling of, I am paid a lot of money, crazy, I was on half a million dollars and I never thought I'd be on that money per year. But there was an emptiness and you were my purpose coach and we'll talk about that today so you're highly qualified Uh, my personal experience is you really helped me make decisions or you helped me decide my purpose i now make decisions on that i've got to play back a few things for you so welcome to the podcast
0: yeah it's great to be here maisie thanks very much for having me
1: now on purpose and mission and vision and values we could be here for hours i've put a, a rough frame together to keep us on track number one I'd like you to define at a high level what what why is it important and what are values vision purpose and mission number two we'll talk more about your story three I love the three levels of career I don't love the stats that 71% of people are highly disengaged. So we'll talk about your three levels. Four, why is there this engagement problem? Last few years, it's been this great resignation. It's bullshit. It's not a great resignation. It's an engagement problem or it's people are not on purpose. We need you, Berto. And then we're going to talk about the big P, purpose, pulling it all together and the benefits of that. And, and we might even finish with a, a one-page roadmap, which you've done for me. Sounds like a great outline. Fantastic. Why do we need this? And I'm sure you hear this. I, I do lots of high-end corporate work now, executive retreats, and you see the values in the mahogany case or you're at an offsite and people say, here's our updated values. And then you see people aren't living them from day one. So give me the definition. What are values, vision, purpose, and mission?
0: And I think corporates around the world, you know, there's, there's purpose statements, vision statements, mission statements, and I found that they're all very confusing. And what what is a vision statement is actually a mission statement and, and all that sort of stuff. And I suppose a lot of what I'm gonna talk about today is around the individual and helping them to think these things through. And so if you had a piece of paper, uh, if you can imagine that at the bottom left-hand corner is purpose, and that's why do I set out in a particular direction? for my life and my career. So I'm speaking about the individual. So the purpose is why you do something and it sets sets the direction. The vision is where, to actually, where do I wanna be in the future? What does that look like, feel like? What do I wanna have in my career, in my life? Um, what are the things that I wanna be achieving? What are the things I wanna be doing? Okay, so that's a, a lot of that is about dreams. You know, mm. The people very, have. It's
1: aspirational, isn't it? And people sometimes yeah. mix the two up It's connected, but they are different.
0: That's right. So bottom left-hand corner, why do you want to set out in a direction? Draw a line to the top right-hand corner, that's vision. Okay, where do you actually want to go? In between that is mission. That's how are you actually gonna get there? How are you going to live? What are your values? Values are what, what are the things that really matter to you? And what do you believe about that? So someone who uncovers a value, it needs to have a belief behind it. So if it's care, well, I believe all people matter. And having a value and a belief statement really clarifies that. Mm-hmm. Mission is, is more short term. It's how am I gonna get to, to my vision? Uh, what are some of the key goals that I'm chasing? You know, the, the saying is, I'm on a mission to dot, dot, dot.
1: I, I like that. And I've adapted that from you. And and also, I've, I've adapted this from the work that I've been fortunate to do in the military. There might be a mission to the Middle East, or there might be a mission to the desert just for training. And it has a timeline. It's very clear. And you can have multiple missions yes. to achieve your vision. So, yep. putting all this together, working with you, and then doing a bit of research, it, it, I, I actually now have a really clear understanding but it's taken me a long time to get that.
0: Yeah. And uh, and I find a lot of organizations are in that space of you know thinking about vision and mission and all that sort of thing, but to just start let's be let's be clear about what they actually are. And for the individual, you know, you, you don't say one day, "Hey, I, I achieved my purpose." Tick. You know, it's you, you know, the saying is you never retire from purpose. And that's why it's, there's so many benefits to purpose. Vision, you can you can get there, you know, my 2028 20, vision is that I travel the world, complete my book, whatever it may be. Uh, and short-term goals, obviously, your mission, you can tick that off and, and continue to change
1: that. I see the subliminal message you did there, Birdo. It's not 2028, your book. You're writing a book and I yeah. told you I'm <laughs> going to put you on the spot. I didn't realise we'll do it in the intro. you got a book. When's it coming out?
0: That's where the, the coach becomes the student, isn't it? This is where we <laughs> when change. When is your
1: book coming out? Because uh, people listening ones. to this are already going, oh, I need more yeah. of this guy. <laughs> You've got a book in you. We've We've made an agreement. When is it? Q1 next year. Awesome. So that'll be Q1 2024. You'll be able to get the book with a one-page plan. What we will do is we'll put an example up on the website on andrewmay.com and people can see that template for a one-page plan and we'll come back to that. So I've got a clear outline of values, vision, purpose and mission and you can do multiple missions to achieve your vision but the purpose is like your compass or your GPS that gives you the coordinates and makes such a difference and then the values are the behaviours you follow every single day. I've seen this so much in the in the corporate world, a bit in sporting world in, in some teams as well. Here's the the values or the behaviors. And then you watch somebody do something totally different. So that's when the brochures and the behaviors don't match. Yeah. When you get a high performing team or a, an individual that's totally on message on track, it all aligns.
0: Yeah. And I love the work you're doing in sport. You know, it's not only the expectations of behavior around values, but what will be accepted. Yeah, I had the opportunity to, to tour uh, the USA in 2004 and one of the key questions we asked organizations in this study of talent was, what do you do with a rainmaker if they don't align with your values? And some organizations were really clear.
1: We leave them because profit's bigger <laughs> than anything, Birdo. Profit, we want you know, money and cars and parties.
0: Really interesting. Some were really clear well, the values win.
1: What do you do in a team of 11 with a 12th man and Let's say you have a bowler, and let's say maybe they're doing leg spin, and, and let's say that their behaviour is outside of the values of the team. Do you keep them on the team to win games for you, or do you turn a blind eye to it?
0: Yeah, well, that's the decision that teams need to make, isn't it? What will be accepted and what won't be accepted in the team, but out of respect for that individual, we'll make
1: another <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go into your story a little bit more, and I, I do—I I want to double click because I've never asked you this, but what, what did your wife? think say do feel react because it's when you've got two kids and a third on the way and then you leave a high paying stable job with big career options you would have had global options with the companies you were working with and you suddenly go i'm going to chase my inner why or you maybe didn't say that but you said there's a restlessness and i need to discover that did she flip out
0: Ah, uh, no no she didn't she was in fact i mean for nine months, I didn't share how much I was struggling in my career. The garbage truck moment was my decision, you know, 4.50 in the morning, one Monday morning, I could hear the the garbage truck and I beep, sat
1: beep, bolt upright beep,
0: beep. and I was just, oh, I can't do this anymore. How did I get to this point in my life, in my career where I hate what I do and it had it got to that stage? And the decision when I sat there with the, my head in my, in my hands was, I've got to be honest, I've got to be open about how I'm feeling because I'd hidden it for nine months. Mm-hmm. You've got a family, you know, the, the temptation is, well, I've, I'm the breadwinner, I should have this all together. I, feel, I felt a lot of shame around that.
1: And I think there's a lot of men and women who've had that feeling and they've done nothing about it. Self-awareness is, is one thing, knowing it. Yeah. Self-regulation and acting on it. I know so many people who bottle this up and then they get to late 50s, early 60s and they leave the career and they haven't been on purpose and they're the walking grey. They look grey, they wear grey, they drive grey cars, they have grey personalities, they have grey relationships with their kids. What was different for you? Why did you just go? I can't do this anymore.
0: Well, we we need to sort of back it up, and I I love doing this with people in their careers. What's your career story? What's the backstory? And we do a visual exercise um around it. Where did why did I set out in the direction of my career? It was you know go back to. End of high school, and I just wanted to play cricket, so I gave my uni application form to mum to fill out. I mean, how bad is that? So she she looked at it and said, "You know, property's really good, and you've got heaps of different careers." And I said, "Great, I'll do that."
1: So you just wanted a baggy green or a baggy blue. Baggy the blue, baggy, to green. A baggy green. Yeah. New South Wales and the Australian team, and you got your mum to fill it out. Yeah, how embarrassing!
0: That's and embarrassing. It, But but it was uh, how do you answer that question? What do you want to do with your life? And I and I couldn't so had a tantrum, gave it to mum. So that set uh, the direction which was in property. What well,
1: if your mum had said, I'd always wanted a son or daughter to dance?
0: <laughs> well, you've got to be good, somewhat good at, at your career, haven't you, to start out with. So um, we know that's not, I, I not me. Keep going. So So that set me in a direction. And it was kind of like for me, you know, you get on the freeway, you, you get to 110 and you set cruise control. And I didn't give it much thought. My career, and there are you you know when you're on that freeway in your career, you just keep going. Then there are some uh, turning points where you slow down off the freeway, and you go, well, should I take that promotion? And that happened to me. I said yes to a number of promotions, but I kept going. Yeah, and then further on down the track, you come to some points or or uh, crossroads where you've actually got to pause and look and go. Do I really wanna go in this direction? For me, those pauses were annual reviews with my boss who was saying, you know, what is it you really wanna do after this? Because you've got to a level now where the promotions don't come to you. Couldn't answer it, couldn't answer it, couldn't answer it three years, three years in a row. So uh, there was a few crossroads in there. So I ignored those signs. Back to your awareness with people. There may be some turning points, some crossroads, and it's to, it's important to be aware of those. I just kept going.
1: I, I like the freeway analogy, but what so many people do is they fill up at the petrol station, and it's like an F1 team. It's done fast, and they're distracted. So you get in there, you petrol totally. in, go in, you're on your mobile yep. phone, So on the analogy, you're flying along at 120k an hour on the freeway, and then when you pull over for petrol or when you park the car to have a rest and you fill your brain up with distraction, social media, texting, tweeting, tindering, whatever it is you do, you don't then allow your thoughts to sit. I see so many people do that. So it sounds like you did that on the freeway. When you pulled off the freeway, you filled it up with noise, but then you started to have more time to reflect more time to think and you allowed it to bubble up but it took nine months
0: yeah well and so i ignored those turning points and crossroads and the the brick wall was coming towards me i didn't know it but the brick wall was gfc and you know sacking people and i, I started to question how did i get here why am i actually doing this and i didn't have answers and i lost enjoyment i, I was i was yeah i was spiraling and so but it was like keep going you know toughen up Uh, suck it up and and keep going. You're in a senior position. Most people would love to be in your position. You're earning, as you said, good money. And so you keep
1: going. Extrinsic external rewards, external demands, external family. I should do this. I I can see how that narrative starts. I've been there.
0: Yeah. So the brick wall hit, 4.50 in the morning, uh, sat up and I said, okay, so I'm going to be honest. I have the discussion with my wife and you know, that, that took a lot of courage for me to do. I mean, it's strange, isn't it, that you, you're the most important person in your life, that you, you hide something from, uh, from them. But um, my wife, Tam, was amazing, and she said, look, just end it, quit. You know, we'll work it out. And it was such a gift to, oh, okay. So take your time, work out what you really want to do, and and we'll we'll work it out together so that was such a gift and from that point on it was okay I've got three questions I was on a quest how do you design your life how do you work out that question what do you want to do with your life and the three questions I had were what am I really good at what am I most passionate about and what is my purpose those three questions set the direction so at 37 I did what I should have done back at the end of high school and said well what do I really want to do with my life and I wrote a life purpose statement after research and coaching and short courses. That purpose statement set me in a direction. It was all about unlocking talent in people, helping them to, to live purposefully. Uh, and I just said, well, far out, where's this been? And started to research, well, how would I do that? How would I bring that purpose to life?
1: But you're not going to have that at 18. Like if an 18-year-old says, my purpose is to help tens of thousands of people uncover their purpose and live on song, on message, not many 18-year-olds are that evolved. For people listening to this, if you're in your early 20s or early 30s going, I have no idea, that's normal. You've got to get a bit of life experience, get some scar tissue, pick yourself up, go again. I didn't do work with you until my mid-40s on this. And and yeah, you know, I'd built a number of businesses, and it'd always been build a business, sell it. Oh, I, I get an extrinsic reward. It was yep. ego, yeah, ego or lack of security. There's a dance between the two, right? You can have a false ego or a false bravado when underneath you're really questioning, "Who am I? What value do I bring?" It's external rewards needing to be pumped up. I didn't realize that because I hadn't stopped on the freeway. And then I did the work with you, and it's it's very similar. I just I came to it a decade later. Why am I doing this? And, and why am I earning more money than I thought I ever would? Yet I'm not happy. I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't miserable. But I wasn't flourishing. And then doing coaching with you, I can remember saying, "Fuck birdo, like mate, just give me my purpose." Do you remember? You want to pick up the yeah, story? Could, could we- How impatient was I? I'd done one session with you. We catch up a few weeks later for a coffee, and I, and I, I'm like, mate, mate, this is not working.
0: Yeah, I think it was between uh, your three. PM and 4 PM meetings, you want to define purpose. It doesn't work that way, obviously. It's, it takes inner work. It's an inside out process and it takes digging. And, and people don't like that. I mean, it's, they're used to, you know, you and your career, you sell that business, buy that business, do that sort of thing. They're, they're stuff, it's tasks. But when it comes to us, really asking those questions that matter. You know, that that can be really difficult because we don't stop and do it. Now, back to your 20-year-old person, we want to change that. So, part of my mission is to change the curriculum in schools, to get young people to think about purpose, to think about, you know, what direction do I want to head in my life and why, and using our framework to, to actually do that.
1: You do a lot of work in schools. What's it like with a 15 or 16-year-old boy or a you know, 15 or 16-year-old young girl, young woman mm. – They go there and some guy rocks up. You're a suave looking guy. But then you start talking about purpose. What what do kids say?
0: Well, we start, so uh, the business is my design education. So we're in high schools. Um, My partner, Kirstine Siapara, who's a a former teacher. um, We get the students to think about the most important subject in the world, which is them. So straight away, they're in. <laughs> um, they're thinking, well, this is about me. So we, we actually go through the framework and say, well, let's focus on your
1: strengths. What are you really good at? So purpose is down the track. Ah, so you don't go in and say, let's uncover, because I'm thinking about this even with my kids. If I said, hey, let's sit down and look at your purpose, they go, dad, like, yeah, you keep this with your corporates. Right.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, each, each student is unique. We're all unique, so it's about, um, the subject is you and studying your uniqueness. And we, we go through that and uh, we find most most kids, boys are a bit more of a challenge, I have to say. <laughs> the girls seem to really gravitate to it really naturally. Yeah, they they, they go along the journey and we've, uh, at St Luke's Catholic College, we've got kids getting up and sharing their sense of who they are and the direction for their life in year eight.
1: Wow. Do you, what, are you able to give me an example? You can change names, use a pseudoname, of a kid that has got up and done that and the impact that it has on that child and and their career or where they're choosing to go.
0: Yeah, a a young, young girl who is all about helping others with their confidence and their inner beauty. She's really interested in beautician, becoming a beautician, but it's the confidence she wants to build in people, that inner confidence to correct poor body image and those sort of things. that's a cause that is bigger than her. And she's just you, – you can actually see kids and, and people I work with, when they start to see that, they they physically change in mm-hmm. front of you.
1: Doesn't she get that on Instagram? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of, <laughs> no. <laughs> Being provocative,
1: isn't it? Lovely, though, when you see a young person, a young adult, to stand up and do that, that's, that's a gift to give that person because uh, – Listening to this, and I'm sure everyone else is doing something similar, you go back to when you were that age, mm. 15, 16, I had big hair, really skinny, and I just wanted to run. You had hair? I had hair, big hair, like much bigger than yours. You would mate. have been a great sort. I'll show you a photo. It's hilarious. <laughs> As you saw at my birthday recently. There were photos up and everyone's going, who's that guy with the big hair? But I had no idea at that age.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's about getting students to articulate who they are now that's that level of honesty that a lot of us you know they are looking within they're getting taught a method of pausing and looking within and articulating who they are when they're doing it in front of their their parents their peers we get them to do it in front of a panel of experts you know from from different corporate fields so they all come in and they're blown away but the growth that people go through is, is just amazing. So it's not so much about get your life purpose statement perfect, but it is about being open and sharing who you are and, and that's a real powerful thing.
1: When you look at your week, or well, go a month or go a bit bigger, and you do work with executives one-on-one and with executive teams, you do work with people on transition when they're moving to another career or wanting to go to another career, you do a lot of workshops, enterprise-level workshops, and then you do work with kids and children. When you look at your diary, which bit do you go, oh, that, I can't wait for. <laughs> Don't say which bits you're not looking forward to because I know yeah, there's, there's bits in our diary and, and I know with what you do, you are on purpose. Yeah. But you know the bit I'm saying, which is yeah, the bit yeah. that really floats you boat?
0: Well, it's a combination of two things. It's it's helping someone going through redundancy or they're lost in their career. They could be of any age. And being there for them is is a real privilege because you know I'm saying to them, well, they've, they've just got the news of redundancy, that's a complete shock. I'm gonna be your coach. I'm gonna be with you through this period uh, and good things are gonna come out of it. And I'm gonna help you. I love that. And it gives me an in- insight into people's lives. And so then you go into the school classroom and you can see, you can draw a connection with the two. You can see where people's career can end up. And then in the classroom, you can start to mold and shape young people's lives to think From the inside out. So, those two, when I, you know, I love that. That's not work, you know, it's not work at all. And
1: we had a coffee about 10 days ago talking about this part of behind the scenes with the podcast, especially if it's content like this that we could go for hours. I like to catch up with the person, whether it's face to face or virtual, and just have a little bit of a roadmap. And then I find I don't waffle as much and we have a nice tight conversation. It's good for the guest as well. We had coffee up the road from my office. And a lady walked past, and she said, Richard, and you said her name, and she lit up, you lit up. And I actually thought, oh, well, is this one of Birdo's exes? <laughs> and she said, it's been about nine or ten years since I left the bank, but I just wanted to tell you I'm now here. And and I, and I was there to watch that, and it was beautiful. So there is a lady you work with almost a decade ago who recognised you in a coffee shop, way outside of a normal setting where you've met her, and and you lit up. And it was a two- or three-minute brief exchange, and to the point that I actually thought, "Man, is this one of Berto's <laughs> <laughs> former dates? On, but it was, it, no, it was the warmth that you had with her and the connection. I was winding you up. But I saw that and it was beautiful. Mm. How often does that happen?
0: Well, I mean, you are there at a really important stage in people's lives. It's a turning point. It's a crossroads or or it can be a brick wall for people. So I think it stands out in their mind. And um, so it, it is a beautiful thing to be there at that time. And... You know, when people are very emotional and strangely, I actually love that. I love that period and and I don't mind people being emotional in front of me. But um, how often does that that sort of thing happen? I mean, I stay in touch with a lot of people that I coach and I do, you know, monitor where they're going. And uh, it's just fantastic when people start to be, you know, really they're clear about where they want to go. They're clear about their purpose and um, and they're living that out. And that's 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 such me- so meaningful for me.
1: You've told me recently about the three levels of career. I really yeah. like that model. What it shows is so many people, I believe 71% are actively disengaged. So if you're listening to this and you run a large organization, a CEO I caught up with yesterday, but he's got 7,000 people. And let's say he's listening to this he has got in that seven thousand what's that five and a half thousand five thousand six hundred who are actively disengaged what are the economic impacts of that what is the turnover Even just from a philosophical and a humane point of view, what's the impact of people turning up and they're actively disengaged? You just think about those numbers and go, wow, there's so much influence you can have on an individual level. And that's why you framed at the start that this is more about your values, your vision, your purpose, your mission, get that right first. And then if you are leading a large organization, a small organization, or even a solo trader, it's going to make everything so much clearer. So those three levels, let's talk about that.
0: Well, the three levels of career um, really came out of my work with people going through redundancy in Audrey Page. So we, after the making a decision to live on purpose, I went into coaching and was really fortunate to join Audrey Page. And Audrey herself was really the doyen of that industry. She created She saw men particularly hiding in Hyde Park. Maybe that's how the, why they call it, Hyde Park. Um, good, good, that
1: was a good, good dad
0: joke. <laughs> good dad joke. They lost their jobs, but they couldn't. Uh, tell their wives and you know so they they kept turning up in the city uh, pretending to move forward and she said well what are you doing why aren't you getting support and so she lobbied corporates to give support coaching programs uh, severance pays and all that sort of thing so joining Audrey Page literally I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the diary and I got a unique perspective on people's careers you could see the patterns I could see the patterns that were there Uh, the patterns were the majority would fall into their career, they didn't intentionally choose it. The majority would not stop, and this was a forced stop for them, long enough to ask some key questions, like what are you naturally good at? What do you love? They, they really struggled to answer those. And the third is that when people are going through the, this transition, their method of designing the next phase of their life is to look on seek and hope.
1: And to just fill the gap, I was on a job, my title was this, it was this industry, I was paid this much money, oh, let's do a search of the other three banks, the other three consulting firms, the other, insert, 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 not a lot of creativity. I've seen this so much. People leave a bank, they leave a consulting firm, they leave a telco, they leave an FMC, they leave a insert, insert, insert to go to a competitor. It's really exciting for the first three months. New car park, everyone's nice to you. <laughs> Claire on front desk. Gives you bickies when you come in at 11 a.m. That didn't happen at my former employer, Berto. And then it kicks in at about that three-month mark. There's a book called The First 100 Days, which nails it. After 100 days, you're part of the furniture. And how you've shown up in the first 100 days is how everyone sees you, whether you behave like that or not for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for people just to go, I am a, insert title, insert industry, and I'm just going to jump to the next one. And I see people doing that for decades. And they're miserable. They just hide the misery because every now and then they've got a little hiccup called a redundancy, called a promotion, called sideways promotion. And, and then they get to, again, that gray zone. You, you see that a lot. That's right.
0: Yeah. And there's, for anyone who's listening to this, who's considering, you know, what should I do next? There's there's two, I think there's two approaches. The that one was three.
1: Go see Richard Burton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two.
0: You can be outside in about it. So you, what outside in means, you look for something that's available and try to squeeze or fit into it. And that's the seek approach, okay? So, and stats show that only zero to 10% probability your next role is coming from that anyway. But that's a mindset and an approach that a lot of people take. Mm-hmm. So outside in, inside out is, all right, you're the designer, let's start with your design. Let's start with you, okay? And that's, you've really got to stop. You can't just keep going. You've really got to stop long enough to ask to answer those key questions. Inside out, being a designer. So they're they're the two approaches. And I see, yeah, you're right. I see it all the time. And if someone says, okay, well, I should do the inside out approach. I know, but there's a job going over here. And I say, I'll see you in a few years. We'll be back here because that person knows deep down,
1: really, it's not in alignment with where I want to be. But if you've got a mortgage, if you've got kids, if you've got... Parents or family members you're looking after if you are studying i i think for a lot of people they will feel they're handcuffed they have financial challenges they have financial obligations not everyone can wake up at 37 and have a supportive wife and just yeah, in inverted commas throw the career away and go and do something else yeah. what do you do for those people yeah.
0: so the key is awareness. I mean, I, I totally get it. And we all need to, to make money and support our families, etc. But being aware that actually I'm not on purpose, I need to do that in a work, the awareness is key. And so you, you can keep going, but it's it's not gonna work long-term, okay? The engagement, back to the engagement stats, you really wanna be engaged in what you're doing. So back to your question on three levels of career. So the, the first level is what I call maintenance. You know, you are earning a living. You're turning up five days a week and having parties on weekends and then you do it all again. You've got a job, you're supporting your family. And it's, I'm not criticizing that at all. As I said, we all need to do that, but you're at that level one, okay? And what most people will say is I don't mind it and I'm not bad at it. So being aware of that and the the stats around that globally and Gallup do this uh, state of the workplace um, survey every couple of years. In 2022, 60% of people were emotionally detached or not engaged, okay? So that's that's that whole presenteeism space. And so they're in that maintenance, maintaining uh, level of career. 11% are so disillusioned, uh, they're, they're called miserable. Now, I don't want that for people. I don't want them to be not engaged or miserable, uh, and so, my encouragement then is to go to level two, which is mastery where you're thinking about what do I love to do? What am I good at? And knowing my strengths, I actually wanna use them in a career. And so the stats around that is if you know your strength and operate in it, wellbeing goes up three times because you enjoy it, because you're doing something you, you, you love, you get that spark. Engagement goes up six times yeah, and productivity performance close to 10% increases. So just jumping from level one to level two, uh, it takes that inner work to be clear on what, what are you good at, what do you love in order to jump? Massive benefits, mm-hmm. massive benefits. Then level three is another level altogether, and that's meaning that's moving from mastery to meaning that's about leaving a legacy uh having a bigger impact on people it's bigger than you You've, you know, think about cause you know what is the cause that i'm really uh, contributing to uh and so that's another level again and so the, all the stats on purpose and having a purpose and living that out they're massive i mean you can talk to the the cocktail of chemicals in our brain, the, the serotonin. Um.
1: Your whole physiology, your whole psychology works with you. It gives mm. you that, that kick or that superpower. And just, just, just let's come back and look at those three levels because I would like our listeners to think about where they are. So that base level is maintaining. Uh, it's okay. Um, you don't mind it. You're not bad at it, but you're not flourishing. The mid-range is mastery. So you would get into flow, I imagine, in mastery. And flow is that beautiful intersection where you've got challenge and you've got the skills to meet it. And And a lot of people think, oh, I want an easy job. You don't want an easy job. You get bored. You get disengaged. You actually need positive stress. The high-level meaning, have you got a percent? What What percent of people would be in that meaning level?
0: Well. Look, there's, there's different interpretations of purpose around the world, so it's hard to get the stats on who is actually clear on their purpose for one, and second, living it out. I, I think it's under 5% globally.
1: That's my Where are you on that model?
0: Where am I? Yeah. Ah, meaning, meaning, purpose, yeah. From that moment where I wrote a life purpose statement, from that point on, it's been about how do I live this out and designing a career that does live that out. Uh, and I, as you said in the intro, some people said, you and drugs. Why would you leave a two-decade career and a network? And my response was, I'm wasting time doing anything other than my Plus, purpose. Plus,
1: in that industry and in property, it's global. Yeah. And it is an experience and it's a contact club. Once you've done a couple of decades and then you know people, the opportunities come up. So you see the big promotions happen early 40s, mid 40s. You would have doubled, possibly tripled your wage. In that next five to seven years, so I can see why people said you're on drugs, but you, you'd still be in maintenance, or you may even just be in that eleven percent if yeah. you kept going and well, that's didn't right. stop on the freeway to check in with your emotions, check in with your feelings. So natural pause point for people listening to this: Are you in maintenance? And it's okay. We're not saying you know you've got to get out of maintenance. Some people have a you know, long career and good money do make a difference, but just really pull off metaphorically at the moment and just think, where am I? And and what can I do from this conversation to shift? So if you're in maintenance, just getting into flow more, doing activities that you love to do, you know, your strengths, you can do a strengths finder survey yep. on the internet. It's 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 free, or you can just ask those questions. And then if you are in meaning and you're that five percent or less that are very fortunate, I'm gonna challenge that. Are they fortunate? Because I, I put myself now in meaning. I still drop into mastery. Like not everything I do, I would say I feel like it's easy. Like there's still some parts, especially when you're building a digital business, you've got to get on the tools and do the work. But you have a bigger vision and you know where you're going. And and I find I can pick myself up a lot easier. So I want to thank you because it's made a huge difference to me doing the work. And I couldn't do it between 3 to 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. And I called you an asshole and then got over it and then – did the work, you've got to do the work on this. So for people listening, people wanting to go down this path, how long does it take normally? And I know I'm painting you into a corner, but give me a rough time frame to go from no idea, my mum filled out my career form to on message mastery the whole time and I have meaning.
0: Yeah, well, it's not a hack. So it's not a instant thing. And so typically, I mean, it took me six months with, mumbling my way through it and researching and going to courses and getting coaching I'd say four to six months for people to really work this stuff out. I have done it in a more accelerated manner with people who are, you know, my career I've got time so I can really dig into this and if you know, follow the steps and the process it can happen quicker. A lot of people don't have that, aren't fortunate enough to have that, so they've got a got a job and a career and a family and they're doing this at night, I'd say four to six months there where you're uh, you know, you're actually doing this in a work. Uh, I'd like to change the, the meaning, the percentage. That's something that I really want to change from people that may feel fortunate to stumble upon their purpose to actually being intentional and find uncovering it, what I call uncovering your purpose. We can all do it. We can all do it. And then, then the decision is, okay, so I've articulated my purpose. Whether you live on purpose, well, that, that's up to you. And if you're in maintenance because the kids are in private school, well, that's okay. You know where you're at, at least.
1: And we'll talk about purpose. But before we do I've got to give you a quick story. I caught up with Reed Marnie. Reed's now the captain of the Bulldogs. And Reedy was at Parramatta Eels when I worked there. And uh, there's a couple of players that I'm still doing some one-on-one work with while I'm at the Mighty Manly Seagulls. I-, I still do some one-on-one work with Reedy. So this is yeah. n- no secrets. And I caught up with him two days ago. We had coffee just downstairs here. And he's updating his purpose now. So I've got an NRL player, 23, 24-year-old young male, who's sitting down with me saying he's upgrading his purpose. We spoke about a whiz in this room. I had Reedy and Sean Lane, the big lane train, talking about the mental skills work they'd done with me at Parramatta. And Reedy relayed the story. He was driving back from a wedding on the South Coast. We'd been doing some work together. He listened to some other work that you and I did with NAB, uh, one of the audio recordings and video. I said, you've got to watch Birdo told him your framework, he's driving home, and he'd been reflecting, thinking, and suddenly he had the quiet time. Really fits your analogy on the freeway. And then he pulled over and his partner said, what are you doing? He said, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. I'm writing out my purpose. And I think she (laughs) thought he'd either been drinking or taking something, what what are you on about? he said, no, that's the stuff I'm doing with Maisie, Just, just, just be quiet, and he wrote it on his mobile. I get a message from him the next morning, can you chat? I called him, what's up, he said, I've got my purpose and the passion in his voice. So when someone gets this, it's not just a, hey, tick the box, got it, I'll sit with it, jump out of the story, and I'll come back in. I'm now working with you after re-engaging to do this podcast. We're doing some more coaching on upgrading my purpose because my vision has got a bit bigger and changed. There's a couple of different missions. So you've got to keep coming back and refining this. And And, and to close out with Reedy, Here we've got a 23-, 24-year-old footballer who's left Parramatta. He's at the Bulldogs. And last week he got up and said to the coach, Seraldo, I'll tell everyone my purpose. They're now doing work at the Bulldogs based on what their individual purpose is to fit in with the game plan. We're playing them on the weekend, so I hope we smash them. I hope they really (laughs) haven't formed this yet. But I love hearing that. So this is the the flow on effect that you've taught me this and and Reedy's now teaching others. I love that.
0: Well, as a Parramatta fan, the fact that Reid was listening to me and now doing purpose is blowing my mind right now. We'll get so. you some Bulldogs tickets. <laughs> no. you know? They they they, 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 they played. No, come on, they played. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: it's now called Commonwealth Bank Stadium as well. Well, I'll get Reid to get you some tickets. But doesn't it show the pur- the power of purpose? He was he was excited yeah. to tell me this, and he's excited because he's done the hard work. And he actually said to the players, "You can't just do this straight away. You got to you got to do some hard work on it." It's not a hack, and and I, I wanted to tell you that because this is your vision. It's empowering other people to be clear on their purpose, and then they help others. So your teachings, without even realizing it, are going to mean that your football team gets buried by the Bulldogs at the end of the year, and it's all your <laughs> fault. It's awesome.
0: Oh, the mighty eels will we'll be okay, but <laughs> but it is. It's amazing, and it's and it's when you think about high performance, and I know performance intelligence is. Um, you know, what what this podcast is about. It it is high performance. You know, you're tapping into something that is really deep, meaningful. Your performance can only go up. You know, getting into flow, performance, but the health benefits are, are all there. The stats are around people having healthier lifestyles, better nutrition, better sleep more longevity, seven years longer average that people are living. So there's ma- amazing uh, Well, I, I did the research,
1: and Dr. Tom went deep on the book in MatchFit when we talked about Connect, again, based on the work I've done with you, and I write about this in MatchFit, but we looked into the research three overwhelming reasons why anybody listening to this right now, Richard Burton, should spend some work, some time clearly articulating their purpose. Number one, you say that you live longer, about seven years. Number two, you bounce back. You have more resilience. Having a clear purpose absolutely helped me in 2020. When I'd left KPMG, I'd been going, my own business for nearly 18 months was going well. We lost over 90% of revenue in that first year of COVID, you know. No live events, no high-end face-to-face leadership programs, no face-to-face coaching. Purpose helped me get through. So number one, you live longer. Number two, you bounce back. And number three, you earn more money because you end up doing work that's in your sweet spot and you make more of an impact. You attract more people and you get paid more money. So I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't do the work.
0: Yeah. I've heard you talk about it as a compass. So particularly when there's, you know, going through COVID and, you know, do we do this part of a business, do we do these new activities? Purpose is your the clarity that you get is your decision maker. One author uh, says if you put a decision through your purpose, it should actually make its own decision. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you did that through that period.
1: Yeah, I'll give give you another example. That's back to the Parramatta, your your loved sporting team. When the opportunity came up to put in for that, so at Parramatta we're advertising and I'd spoken to – One of the uh, management in there and said, look, we're we're looking at this. Your name has popped up. And I had a preliminary discussion. Then I went through an interview process. At the very same time, a mate of mine who's a two-time Olympian, not in my sport, not in running, a different sport. And he was starting a business. I haven't told you this story. He was starting a health and safety business. He'd had an experience before being part of our business, not starting it himself but coming along and that business had success and he wanted to put a team together and he said, look, Andrew, I've identified you and you've built and sold a few businesses and I said, mate, I've bumbled my way. He said, no, no, come on, you've got some skills. And I said, well, what would you like? He said, I'd like some of your time as a mentor and to help him put the business together. He said, I'd like to tap into your contacts uh, and especially some of the work you've been doing around presenting and speaking as a, a spokesperson. So we spoke about it. We had three or four meetings and I ran it through my purpose after it was the third meeting because you know, the money, the opportunity, and he's going really well. So I'm, I'm happy to see that his business is flourishing. And then I ran the the compass through my purpose on getting back into sport as a mental skills coach. And there was a bit of self-doubt because I'd been doing it in a smaller scale. Can I go in and do a sporting team? And have I got enough experience on change? I've got 20, 25 years. Have I got enough experience working with individual athletes? I was an athlete since I had hair. So I just had to catch up with the story. But my purpose that you helped me define, and it's changed, but I'll give you my old purpose, waking people up to a better way of living, working and leading so that they reach their full potential. And when I ran it through my mate's health and safety business, it was a hell no. And when I ran it through, do I want to go and work with a team that has been getting to the finals every year for the last five years and gets bundled out with an expectation or a perception they don't play under pressure? Absolutely, yes. I now make major decisions in all parts of my life and I run it through my purpose. And it's it's a compass.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Isn't okay. that amazing?
1: And, and I know if I'd gone in with my mate, I would have got three or six months and then be thinking, why have I done this? I had the niggling feeling knowing that this wasn't using me. And I've done it because of ego, I've done it because of external needs or trying to support other people and think I have to be a nice guy. It's a game changer.
0: Yeah. And so people might be thinking as they're listening to this, do I need to articulate my purpose? Well, the questions would be, do you have a clear direction? you have a decision that you need to make in relation to your to your career they're they're the key things that purpose enables you to do Mm. as well as the you know all the other benefits but i I think purpose people are more intentional they're they've got important things to do they're more goal-driven they've got more hope and more energy more zest um which you clearly have in abundance so It must have been the
1: sunshine (laughs) this morning I got from swimming. I got got the solar panel to get all the the sun in. But I hear a lot of people now talking about purpose. It's popular, right? It's like the, the order of the day is purpose. How do you... Get someone to go about forming their purpose so they're listening here now what would you advise them to do what, what, what is the framework
0: okay so the first thing is what is purpose so a definition uh, my definition of purpose is what someone is designed
1: uniquely to do for others so purpose is what someone is uniquely designed to do for others so it's not just me 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 there's got to be a part that juices you, that excites you, and it's bigger.
0: And it's bigger. It's bigger than you because there's there's a cause that's bigger. So every single person is unique, okay? And so the the most common question I get as a coach is, "What should I do next in my life?" And I say, "Well, it's the wrong question." And they go, "What? What what is the best question then?" The better question is, "Who are you and how have you been built uniquely?" because the definition of purpose is what is it that you've been designed uniquely to do for others? Okay, so, so we then start to focus on your design. So um, saying I like to use with students is, in order to design my life, I must first know my design. So we start there. So the framework for purpose is to look at your design and coaches love um, an acronym or an analogy, every mobile phone has a unique identifier and that is the SIM code. Every human is uniquely identified. Every human is unique. So we use the SIM analogy with people. I use it with CEOs right through to year seven students. And the SIM stands for, so strengths. The first thing is unlock your SIM. Strengths, what are you naturally good at? Not talking skills, the world talks about skills and experience. We're talking about natural abilities, natural talent. And so what are the things that come effortlessly well to you? And so when people are actually doing this, a lot of it is, well, what what do people come to you for? What do they say you're naturally good at? Because Peter Drucker said, we actually disregard our greatest talents. We don't know them, it's like they're invisible. So strengths, that's the first part interests second what do you love to do what are you most interested and fascinated by so it's two things what are the activities I love speaking for you energizing people Uh, what are the topics that catch and capture your attention psychology performance all those Mm. sort of
1: things when you got me to do this that on the sim it was the eye where I went yeah it's so obvious I just haven't pulled over and stopped to reflect. And when I looked at my diary, when I was working in a consulting firm and I wasn't spending a lot of time on my interest and I was only spending a little bit of time on my strengths and I'd been pulled into an area that I couldn't do, and I was manufacturing enthusiasm. The I bit, the interest, really got me. And you said, go home and look in your bookshelf, and it's a big one, and look at your books. I said, Birdo, it's eclectic. You said, well, which ones do you look at the most? Ah gotcha. And it was those key areas.
0: Those key areas. And so there's the feeling of energy. In strengths, there's a feeling of effortlessness. Mm. Okay, so then energy. So that's interests. Then you've got to dig to find what passion is. Okay, passion's another word that's used a lot. So interest, go deep on your interest. What do you love to do? What are the topics that catch and capture your attention? The M is motivation. So what really matters to you? These, this is the area of what drives you or um, intrinsically what really motivates you, values, beliefs. And so you end up unlocking S, I and M. Okay, that's the starting point. So I call that phase unlocking. So that's the first part. The next part of this is activating. So when does your sim actually activate? When do you feel your best, perform your best? And you'll actually notice that the SI and M are coming together, okay? So that's the, the parts of flow. So if you look in your week where, when, when are you in flow, where nothing else matters and you're just being yourself, you're in alignment. And flow for me is, it's in your operating in alignment with your design. It's just coming naturally, you love it. It's
1: effortless, it's easy and it doesn't feel like work. You don't look at the watch and go, oh my gosh, it's this early or it's this late or it's this weekend. You just you, you feel like it's what you're meant to do.
0: feels like, yeah, you're meant to do. I'm, I'm meant to do this. It's that feeling and so that's that's activating. So first is unlock, then activate. The next is articulate. So what is your purpose? Now you've looked at... Um, your si and M, and where it comes together what is it that uniquely contribute to others and the impact of that when you use your greatest gifts and talents
1: and, and for people who've got this sim unlocked and they're activating it and they're really clear on this do you see a pattern like is what's happened to me and what's happened to reedy is that common or is that just coincidental that two people have designed their purpose with your influence and then three four years later upgrading it or is that normal you see because my mind now from you know, doing the research with you on this podcast a podcast is a really good way to go deep <laughs> on a topic it is yeah, and then yeah. reflect yep. but, you know you've got a book out of this so i'm going to come back to that and tie that in at the end of the accountability factor yeah. But it's made me realise, yeah, I've grown, I've evolved, I've adapted, I'm, I'm doing a whole new part of my business. So is that normal for people to get their purpose and then uh, adapt as your, you know, your, your value should stay central, but your vision, my vision's changed.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, one analogy is that, the purpose is like a jacket. You Once you've articulated it, you put it on, you walk around in it and purpose sits above your life. So it sits above family, your career, you know your hobbies, and it's, it's meant to be a big general statement. And you can actually see that, yes, I'm like that with my family. Yes, I'm like that with my friends. Yes, I'm like that in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you articulate it and you walk around, you'll find that the jacket Actually, I'm going to change. I'm just going to adjust it slightly. Um, so you get more and more clarity with purpose. Your purpose doesn't change. It's, again, going back to it's what you were uniquely designed to do for others. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. The more you walk around in it, the more clarity, the more experience you have. A word may crystallise. A word may drop off. But the intent is the same.
1: Yeah, it's actually got shorter. Yeah, the, the living, working, leading was – because I was doing well-being, productivity, leadership, so I made it very specific, but it's just now my purpose is waking people up to a better way of living. So it's wake up. It's it's everything. It's like two words with an exclamation mark, wake up. So that's what's crystallised. And
0: you're literally on morning shows, so that's –
1: what helps if you know (laughs) and joining us to talk about energy and productivity is Andrew oh g'day guys I'm a bit of an afternoon to an evening person Uh. Michael Gervais one of the world's leading psychologists talks about purpose on his Finding Mastery podcast and he says purpose needs to have three factors number one it needs to be bigger than you number two it needs to be future focused and number three it needs to excite the living daylights out of you
0: yeah totally agree and he's amazing with the work that he does I couldn't couldn't agree more. So after articulate, then it's design. And that's what you're doing now. You're designing what you do next. You're designing the th- the things you choose to do in alignment with your purpose. You'll research, you know, people who really articulate their purpose and go, okay, I've got a new direction. They start to research and go, well, what careers could bring this out? And a lot of those careers don't exist yet. You know, for when we're in high schools, a lot of the careers are, are just going to disappear. So... If you think you can step out into the world not knowing your purpose and direction, how are you gonna manage? And so a lot of those, once you're clear on that, if it doesn't exist, you design it. And purpose, incidentally, is the number one driver for young people. Krindle's research that's out this year. It's the number one driver for, uh, for young people to have meaning and purpose in their careers. And so we've got to help them to really articulate what purpose is.
1: And even though this has been more about the individual, if you are an employer, if you can align your company purpose and attract people with an individual purpose, or if they haven't evolved their individual purpose, values, belonging, get those two connected, wonderful wonderful things happen I like to get people to do a visual for me it's part imagery so can you close your eyes for me Berto in the studio put your hands on the imaginary crystal ball three years from now what does life look like for you
0: for for me vision is uh, that the the framework what the work that we do around purpose around sim is in schools around Australia and internationally that I will be helping people, not only across Australia, but internationally, so regardless of age, uh, that people are finding their purpose or uncovering their purpose, that the book is well and truly done, and I'm speaking more about it. I mean, I'm at the phase where, for me, I'm looking to broaden my impact. Part of the reason I'm here today is is to do that. And stepping into that space may not be as comfortable sometimes, but purpose is bigger than that. And so you do those things, you step out on a limb, and it's where you grow. So for me, it's it's really taking that message to a broader audience.
1: You know what the book is? Tell me. Get the audio transcript of this podcast. or will put you together with a good copywriter. You're going to have it ready in the next six months and then tweak, design, get a few case studies. And the template that we put together on this A3, that that mind map, there's your book. You this, talk this is about where you're coaching me. Basically. Yeah, I am. Yeah, this, this is the, <laughs> the payback. You talk about your story, waking up to a garbage truck at 5am or 4.50am and then the conversation with your wife. Then you talk about the problem, reach the problem. It's a problem with kids. It's a problem with adults. It's a problem with organizations. It's a problem. There's the problem statement. There are three levels of your career. You'll have a diagnostic. Are you in maintenance? Are you in mastery? Are you in meaning? That'll go to your online platform. They'll get a score. I can see you smiling now. (laughs) There's a lot of science. Go to Gallup. Go to Mark McCrindle. It's all there. And then help people with the compass because we've all got one inside us. It's called a SIM, strengths, interest, motivation. couple more case studies. Get out of here. Mic drop. You are good.
0: You are good. There's your book. <laughs> no, I, it, that excites me. And um, the, just the thought of a broader audience, people picking this up and actually the, the key part of my my purpose is to transform the way people see, see themselves because when they do that and they actually see their unique design, they can uncover their true purpose for life and that's
1: what I'm about. Forget we're even recording. Are you a perfectionist? Yeah. Get over it. Because what perfection does is – leads to procrastination. And it's, it's, it's stopping you from spreading your wonderful message. Like, everyone needs this. Yeah. Yeah? And, 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 and I mention this a lot. It's lag time. I, I see you're ready for a book. You were ready. In fact, you, you, you've you evolved this a lot. You were nowhere near as articulate and clear and punchy when we did this work four or five years ago. So if you wrote a book then, you'd probably think, oh, I need to change it. You're so ready for this now, mate. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Um, and it's, it's, I'm no different wearing the jacket around with purpose, looking at vision, looking at mission, clarifying, going deeper with all the work. It's a never-ending learning process.
1: I love what you do. I really do. I love the benefits I have. I'm going to get all warm and fuzzy with you. I love hearing the stories from young kids, young men, young women. I love having coffees with you. And I see men, women, mammals love you. (laughs) I think you're changing purpose of dogs from what I see. Everyone warms to you. How can people follow you? How can people get in contact with you, whether it's to do school work, corporate work, the keynotes you do, the out placement, the, the whole range of work you do on purpose? How do people find you?
0: Thanks, Maisie, and the feeling's mutual. Um, so uh, the school work is mydesigneducation.com.au, mydesign, M-Y, design, M-Y design education.com.au my coaching and corporate uh, work is innerzone.com.au so that's i-n-n-e-r-z-o-n-e innerzone.com.au so um, people can find me there or linkedin
1: awesome and we'll put a copy whiz of that one page plan in the show notes a link so people can see that get in contact with you follow you and buy the book great love it. thank to you it. thank you so much from an authentic place It's made a huge difference. When I think about coaches I've had, people I've had mentors, the work I did with you fundamentally shifted. It was my garbage truck moment. I actually, you were part of the reason why I left a high paying, very secure job, which then in the middle of Covid, I thought, what have I done? But <laughs> I was on purpose. You helped me get on purpose, and I would, I wouldn't change anything.
0: Well, you helped me wake up. I literally turned on Channel Two, and I can see you there waking people up. What you're doing uh, with your keynote speaking and book writing and all that sort of stuff, you are on purpose, and it, it's an inspiration to, to me and others. So keep it up,
1: amazing. Let's hug, and we'll let everyone. <laughs> <the podcast> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Thank you, Peter. Cheers. <laughs> Hi, again, it's Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Richard Burton. I really did, and I did on two levels. First level was seeing Richard and the evolution that he's made. When I first worked with Richard five years ago, and he helped me uncover my purpose back then, his framework and his teachings, he was starting, but five years later, it's really evolved. There's a methodology he's worked with so many people, and I love seeing him own that space on purpose and career, and there were so many rich stories, even after we finished recording, where realised we could have spoken another 30 or 40 minutes just about case studies. I love that I've painted him into a corner, and I had a conscious goal to do that, but more so he stepped up to that, and he's really passionate, and he feels empowered, he told me, about writing that book, and, and it's a good example. Sometimes you've got to get out of your own way. I do this regularly, get people to help me get out of my own way, but I think Richard was thinking about the book It's so much work, he's got to sit down and write it, but he's mapped it out in the preparation for the podcast, The Running Sheet. That's the outline for his book. So what we're going to do, Wizard is going to get the transcript from the interview Richard will then use that as a start. So that's a really good example of leverage. When you do one activity, leveraging that, or as Gihan Pereira says, spinning. Spinning a podcast into the draft for your first episode of a book. So yeah, I'm loving seeing Richard's evolution. Second level, all about me, or personal level, it's the power of reflection. And as we were doing the podcast, as I was doing the preparation for a podcast, one thing was I I don't think people realise even in our office, how much work we do before a podcast, but going deep, researching, looking, and LUBA does a great job helping on this. But it really helped understand the concept or the construct in depth. So diving back into purpose, but also that interlink between values, mission, and vision, it made me realise how far I've come with this as well and how much having a clearly articulated purpose and now getting it onto that one-page plan and tidying that up I really enjoyed working with Richard, putting the content together and I'm looking forward to the coaching with him and I know that's going to be a really good guide. an inspiring guide that I can follow for the next five plus years. So yeah, two levels for me. One was seeing Richard's evolution and him totally owning the message on purpose. And the second one, that power of reflection, realizing how much this has helped me. And I can't emphasize enough, if you haven't worked out what is your mission, what are your values, what's your vision? And the big P, what's your purpose? Do the work, spend the time. It'll have massive payoff in the years ahead. Final message, and I know you hear this on every podcast, we would love you to leave a rating and a review. It really does help with some of the conversations we're having behind the scenes to help, whether it's sponsorship or funding, to allow us to continue to produce regular content with great guests. We'd love if you could give us a rating and review. And I always think the same when I hear someone say this. I'll go and do it. I've started doing it recently. So we would love if you could please go give us a review, do a rating. And also, if you like this episode or any other episodes, share it with a friend or a colleague because we really are passionate. We're really keen about growing the message and you can help us do that.